I'm Ted Baker. This is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 57. Looking back to a win over Robert Morris on Saturday, ahead to Dartmouth on Tuesday, the fourth of four games in 11 days. We're joined by the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Thanks, Ted. Happy to be here, brother. I have an embarrassing story to tell. I was talking with my son, Caleb, my executive producer, and we were talking about how in this series with Robert Morris, the last several games, the team that got out to a lead ended up losing the game. And I made a prediction. I said, whoever goes ahead 8-2 to two is going to lose. And then <laughs> you're up 8-2, they start coming back, and I'm going, oh, my God, I put on the jinx. Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, we've we've – Learned our lesson this season. We've learned our lesson specifically with with Bobby Moe in the past where, you know, Ted, we're in a timeout and we just said, listen, they're going to go on a run. It's who they are. They, you know, they uh, they score goals in bunches. And, um, you know, I think we we saw a direct translation of an adjustment at the face-off X, both that Shea made and our wings made. Um, you know, we typically – we went on that game plan not thinking um, – that they were going to create much offense from that spot, but we felt like that that's what that's what changed the momentum a little bit. But we just we talked about handling that with poise and composure, you know. And we go in at halftime, same way we were with essentially with Lehigh this year. And we kind of brought the boys in and said, uh, not that we've been here before because this is a new game and circumstances are different, but that this is a great challenge of maturity for us. And, you know, so settle in first off, recognize you're still winning this game. All right. They went on a, we, you know, we weren't behind ever in that game, but um, you know, we, we just have a lot of respect for them. We think they're a good team. You know, they're, they're chippy, they're physical um, and uh, you know, do some things that, that cause distraction, uh, some off ball stuff and some this and that, but it's, it's part of their strategy. So we just feel like, They've got very unique offensive players, and um, you know it's a difficult two-day prep for for a tough team. So our guys needed to settle into that scenario, not become outcome-driven just because we were up a bunch of goals and you know six, five, six goals at this level. This day and age, tap doesn't seem to be too many, and so uh, our guys handled it well. And you know, not the not the prettiest of wins or the prettiest of execution, but certainly a win. I thought, especially in the early part of the game, you were back to moving the ball and moving your feet offensively, like an elite offensive team. I mean, especially two goals come to mind: the man up by Rosa, where they fed the crease, boom, he rips it right in, and then the uh, tic tac toe, two quick passes to Ward, who dunks from the left pipe. I mean, that's ball movement and that's offensive execution. Yeah, sure, and you know, to Coach Brundage's credit, that's you know all he talked about from. Tuesday to Saturday was, you know, all the basically the foundation of our offense. Ted, I mean, it's not the first time he said it, and or that we've said it. These are, um, uh, again, landscapes and marks of a mature team. What you know, we're we 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 showed in, in reference film last week from January. You know, in practices or in games or you know in scrimmages, and said, look at the ball move. Look at what we're doing here. You know, why are we, you know, taking steps back? Uh, because of the name on the front of a jersey on Tuesday of our opponent. So uh, we revisited those standards uh, last week and, and before that game, and that was a huge emphasis for us going into uh, a Robert Morris where possession time was huge just because of how they love to run the field and play early offense and, and yada, yada. And we just thought from a six-on-six six perspective, we thought we were a little bit more athletic in some spots and you know create, could create great scoring opportunities uh, when 
the the scene was balanced, meaning six on six. So when you see Chad Bach use his athleticism, John Jude get his hands free, and, and James Green the same, and you know it's just uh, it was a pleasure to see our guys respond well in that specific example of. How high can our pass count be? How many people can can touch the ball? How many double shot clocks can we get or triple shot clocks can we get? How much possession time can we have in our end? And our guys executed that pretty well. You changed up a couple of things offensively as well. Troy Barthelme got an early attack run, and he paid off with a couple of goals. John Jude Considine was out there early in the midfield. He played very well. You were bringing Rosa in off the bench through the substitution area more like a midfielder. kind of shook things up a little bit, and it worked. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, uh, again, Coach Brunner does a great job with that stuff. It's it's part of what we speak about, um, you know, the day before that game, pretty intently. Is is who's playing and when, and what are the scenarios where he'll go in or he'll go in, and and yada yada. So we just feel like um, there's a couple guys that are that have pretty unique skill sets that that um, you know are also guys that um haven't 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 grown into that 60 minute mold yet so you know we've got you know great off ball presence and um a great iq you know rosie kind of does everything right um you know troy is a huge matchup problem you know john jude is now not i mean he seems like a new face but it's just that he's, he's gotten healthy again ted he's going to be a staple for us but you know we have to keep um mixing and matching a little bit here we just feel like it's the uh the the best course of action to prove to these guys that and uh, meaning our guys that it doesn't matter who plays what matters is how we play and um if you've shown the ability to throw single passes do the right thing over the easy thing uh you know you're gonna you're gonna find time on the field you know and troy again a guy battling with his body and, and in and out of the lineup for basically the better part of better better part of his career here so good to see him healthy again and playing some good ball but um yeah we're gonna have to do the same thing tomorrow night as you know trial by committee here let's get more people on the field let's make sure that we're fresh let's make sure that after four games you know and ted you said it not not that many days um we got to trust the bench here and trust the depth I mean, guys were just selling out, and guys that have been banged up. I mean, the uh, Detellis crease dive goal was as pretty as you'll ever see. Shea's out there, you know, last couple of games, he started slow, but he grinds away, grinds away, and at the end of the game, he's won more than the other guy. Yeah, you know, and that's all that we really need on the scoreboard, Ted. I think the uh, understanding where where we um, gain ground here, especially in this in this stretch, why we put the, these games on Tuesdays in this stretch, you know, it, it, it provides implication that you're going to want to play in a conference tournament and you're going to have to play a great team on a single day of rest. And uh, so we've done that two weeks in a row now. And what you mentioned is um, just that element of consistency and toughness. We, we need our guys to endure to put their bodies into a difficult position and trust the fact that they're going to be okay. You know, so I think um, what you gain in some frustration with, with an Adam Shea early in that game, you know, you see in his experience as he takes a deep breath, you know, re resets at halftime, you know, he's freaking out a little bit. The coaches are, you know, freaking out a little bit. What's going on out there, yada, yada. And it's just like, Hey, um, take a deep breath, reestablish, 
Make sure you recognize who you are and what you're capable of. Grow some versatility here and let's get back on track. And, you know, the same thing with Anthony and that just powering through some difficulty, powering through some some tightness in, in, in a this or a that or some soreness in a this or that. Same thing with look what Bobby Balter's doing for us and, and Chad Bach. I mean, they're on the field. All, all game, you know, playing offense, playing defense, and and yada yada. So um, we're proud of the fact that we have some guys that are prepared to endure, step up, and recognize what wins on on two days or one day of prep. It's it's just pure toughness. You fall back on what you know, and then you be consistent with that. So I'm happy with these guys and and the fact that we bounced back after Tuesday and and showed some great resilience and a you know a great tough win on the road, but. Um, you know, we moved on from that game as quickly as possible as we got another great opponent coming in here in, in, in a day. The mark of a good team, three times they cut it to one in the second half and three times you answered. Settle in, Ted. That's what we kept saying to these guys. This is going down to the end. Settle in. Just get get tough, get gritty, and do your job. I mean, th- there's not much more you can do in those scenarios. I mean, we can... You know, with a free-flowing team like Robert Morris, I mean, you know, they 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 don't do anything special, but they do everything special. It's it's unique. You can't make crazy adjustments. It's not a team you can zone. You know, they just they shoot the ball really well. Their hands are don't need to be that free to create offense. And you know, defensively, they're big, they're long, they're disruptive. Da 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 da. It's it's settle in. They're going to make some plays. Okay. We're going to make some plays. We need to make sure that we're more mature. And then in the end, that scoreboard has one more goal on it than for us than it does for them. We say in every broadcast, you know, who who who's the scorer on the other team that Hobart most respects? Well, let's see who's Christensen's on. And he was on Taggart Clark, a, a good, good attackman, and held him to one goal. He really uh, played a strong game. He did, yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a unique matchup for Mike because, you know, they – typical Robert Morris, they put their best scores in spots where you need to support from them. And then they've, they've taught them, you know, the, the offensive coordinator, uh, I believe Torak Orban, a guy that we talked about last podcast, he's um, doing great things. And we just see, you know, similar difficulty and okay, if we're going to slide off this guy, they're going to they're going to get him the ball quickly and he's going to he knows how to operate in a short amount of space with rotating defenses and and they're a great single pass team move the ball really well um da, 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 da. so you put mike in that spot where it's like okay you're an oddball guy for us you know but now you need to shift gears and you need to cover this off ball player and support the ball really well. So that means you got to be great at decision making this week. You know, you put them on a different guy. It's like you got to be great at playing the ball this week. And then you put them in this spot. And it's like you have to be great at supporting the ball this week. I think that's another part of experience. We just referenced Anthony and Shay and, and Bobby, and Chad, but there's nobody that molds is more is more confident it is tougher for us in these moments Ted than than Michael Christensen I mean he's just uh he does a great job you know some other guys have to step up and 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 follow suit there for sure but um just happy to happy to have him down there it's an awesome presence and it just gives the rest of our guys comfort you had three more man up goals and we saw a lot of Troy Barthelme playing uh, kind of the point guard on that man up unit and I, I thought it, it begins with good field vision and making that that right first pass and it just seems like that unit's really been clicking and moving the ball around they are yeah and and sometimes they settle too you know it's it's 
it, you know, you, you, you trust, we trust all of them in those spots, you know, Adam Davis and, and um, Troy, these are, these are smart players, James Green. And, and you see what, what Ward and, and Rosie do for us. And then you got Anthony out there. And then also, you know, Delhi does, does some runs for us. Extra man, you're, you're going to see Alex Bagina get back in the mix here. So, you know, we still stay versatile there and put different people out just because they've shown they, they can do great things in different spots. So, um, you know, I, I, I do think we hold them to um, a, a much higher standard than uh, than a lot of our other units, Ted. You know, I think we we feel like every time they're out there, if they're focused and they're poised, that we can score. And, um, you know, that that's... Uh, you know, may, playing man, great man down defense is tough, but you know the positions that we put them in. And Coach Brundage does such a great job. Um, we just feel like if the decision making is on point, which with all of them they're capable, we're going to get a great opportunity each time. So we three for six is a, you know we feel like we can go six for six. We we've got to we've got to refocus there, make sure that group goes out with that same confidence and same mentality every single time. So we uh, we feel like it's one of our best units. The unsung play of the game that doesn't show up in the box score, uh, Josh Doobie late getting a great read on a shot and winning a backup. Those little things win you games. Yeah, we're going to make a big example of that. A bone play for us, Ted. We call them our bone plays, and we put them in our uh, our dog our dog bowl in the uh, in the locker room. And if you get a you get a bone, it means you make a hustle play that gives us a possession. And um, you know, if you're diving for a ground ball, if you're diving to block a shot, if you're diving to back up a shot, uh, whatever, possession is the name of the game for us. And I know it is for everybody, but we need to highlight it in different ways. And I'm just so proud of Josh. He's been, um, you know, in in and out of the lineup again with some injury stuff. And and um, you put him in the specialty man down position uh, to get him back in the swing of things here. And, it, you know, he's handled some some great adversity. And then he goes in, doesn't play much the whole game. And um, is on a you know maybe maybe two or three shifts is on a bottom right pipe. Uh, Coach Fish told him throughout the week they don't back up the goal great, especially on man up. They just really kind of let it go. So um, if you can sneak one out, sneak one out. And so he goes in cold. Um, his paying attention the whole game, knows the scouting report, and gets us a possession that could potentially win the game for us. So very proud of him and, and looking forward to making a great, a great example of that in film today. The mystery call of the game, we couldn't figure this one out, and you were jumping around pretty good and going after the ref. What was the call where you had the free possession at the beginning of a quarter, and before your guy even started the play, they blew the whistle and gave it over to them? Uh I gotta be careful here because <laughs> you know some of the some of the most challenging officiating we've had yet this season. Um, it was a procedure call on us because the when uh, a scrum happens and there's different levels of kind of face-off procedures in terms of a hold or interference or you know the the simple one is you know one of those guys goes early and yada 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 but um they happen in different facets and it's very tough sometimes to see whether or not possession has been called or it hasn't been called and on in that game it was tough to tough to see anything or or get a great answer in terms of why um you know from uh, two of the two of the officials specifically. One of them's a great vet and a guy that we know really well and and does a great job. But you could see even he was getting fairly frustrated. So the point was they we weren't allowed to leave the box yet because there hadn't been possession called. But we didn't know that because they had left the box. And then 
that the great official put them back in the box and the other official that that needs to watch a bunch of film um blew through blew the blew the whistle from a procedure because our player left the opposite restraining box and okay. said that it was a procedure on us without possession and I'm flipping out because I'm like well they he just corrected them and put them back in the restraining box. You need to do the same so that we know what what the situation is. We don't know the situation. No one's made a call yet, and you're giving the ball to a team when it should be our ball. It's just um, it was tough in a bunch of different spots, Ted. So you have Dartmouth uh, tomorrow at Boswell Field, a team that has really struggled in the Ivy over the last several years, but now they're off to a 3-0 and start. A dumb question here, but are they legit? Yeah. They are. They they face off. Uh, they're facing off Ted at like eighty percent, and they're clearing the ball at ninety five percent, and they're very deliberate on offense. They have some experience there, and they feel they feel good. They're you know they're good they're good defensively as well. So it's a completely. I think the challenge in in who they are is in that uh, who we just played. These are two completely different teams. You let you play a Robert Morris who will run and gun at all costs and keep players on the field. You know, make sure that substitutions are very challenging and you have to be on point with both of them. This is a team that in their first three games has had the ball the whole game. You know, they're they're riding teams back well. They got a pretty unique kind of nine and a half and a bump ride. And and um, you know, they uh, again their faceoff guy's excellent. He's the best faceoff guy we've seen, Sisselberger included. Um, and so, you know, I think we what we see is they're they're going to allow us to sub and get some players on the field defensively and and they're going to want to sub off offense or on their defensive end sorry and so now we have to kind of switch gears in a day and say okay we wanted more of a half field game against Robert Morris and now we've got to extend the two-way player here and and play more of a full field game and um and see what kind of impact they make on teams from a possession standpoint. So they're not scoring a ton of goals. They're scoring enough to win. And, um, you know, I think the Holy Cross game was a, was a funky game for them. And, and uh, you know, I don't think Holy Cross played a great game, to be very honest with you. But they've shown the ability to grind down a team, to continue to put the ball in the back of the net throughout a 60-minute period. And they make it very hard for you to put the ball in the back of the net. So we've got to get great defensive stops clear the ball the first time, and take great, great great advantage of possession when we have it in our end. You're a team that likes to get a lot of shots. They're very good at limiting shots. Their goalie, uh, his save percentage is just over 500, but he's only allowing seven and a half goals. They don't let you get many shots. Right, because they have the ball. That's that's what's going on. Their, their face-off guy is, um, is very consistent. And offensively, they, they don't wow you. But they're not doing anything crazy. They're they're throwing single passes and they make very few mistakes. They handle the ball really well. I think they've seen that this is how we're going to beat teams. We're going to have the ball in our end and we're going to frustrate them because they're not going to get it. And then when they do, maybe they rush a possession or maybe they shoot an ill-advised shot or yada, yada, yada. So we know exactly who we're playing. Um, for us, it's um, a maturity thing. I keep using that word over and over. It's the most important word. Endurance and maturity for our team, Ted, are the two most important things we have to develop. 
We have to make sure we can endure all things and keep moving forward. And we have to grow in IQ and maturity and experience as the season goes on so that we can continue to get better at these foundational elements that we've lacked at times with uh, with some great opponents. So we need to take the name off their jersey. There's no kind of you know, bad blood or this and that. And, you know, I can't make something up from a motivational standpoint for our guys, Dad. We just have to know that this is this is going to be a tough 60-minute fight again. And um, we need to settle into it just like we did on Saturday and recognize our successes, all of them, on both ends of the field are going to be earned. You mentioned their face-off man, Mitchell Myers, 76%. In his last two games, he's won 40 out of 49. What does he do? Um. He times the whistle well. Um, he, you know, he pushes the limits on where he can line up. You know, he's uh, he's just uh, he's got a good gift, man. He does. He hasn't faced off against Adam Shea yet, though, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's it's tough for us in the media because there's not a lot of video out there. So when it's a new team, all all I really know of them is what I see on paper. So I've asked you this question before: Who does who does Dartmouth compare to, whether from the NEC or out of conference that we've seen in recent years? Uh, yeah, great question, and and we've referenced them a ton. You know, I think what what you uh, or referenced those those opponents or comparisons a ton since we've been watching film on them. Um, you know, I think what you've seen in Ivy League, Ted, is arguably the best conference in the country, right? With you know, with what Cornell's capable of, what Yale's capable of, and um, Brown, Penn, Princeton. I mean, these are these are great teams, and you know, so you don't hear Dartmouth's name a ton, but. You're also understanding if you, if you have a brain that they're competing against those great teams every single year. I mean, how can that not make you better? You know, how can that not make you uh, develop an identity and and get tough? You know, and so um, we see a lot of comparisons from a um, you know from a Bryant standpoint without the run and gun. It just just in terms of you know Bryant Bryant will pack it in and play great defense, trust their goalie a bit, face off really well, and on offense. You know what they used to be was you know first down second down third down fourth down like this is you go here you go here you go here and um and they just they they grind you down in the half field in that sense so we see a lot of that similarity in that they're very disciplined they are um they're well coached and uh, they know exactly who they are so uh, i think the the great comparison uh, are are the bryant bulldogs just because we didn't see a lot, you know, from year to year, Ted, you didn't see Bryant change ever. You know, they did the they did the same things over and over and over again and continued to have success with them. So looks like that's the type of model Dartmouth has. I hope they play like Bryant played in the uh, tournament last year. <laughs> I hope we play <laughs> like we played in the tournament yeah. last year. All right, 3 o'clock start on Tuesday. Should be good for Boswell Field. That'll be a 105.7 WHWS game. And then a Saturday off uh, before we get back to it. Uh, Greg Raymond, coach of the Statesman, joining us. You can find the Hobart Lacrosse podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you go to find your podcasts. And you can get all your athletics information at hwsathletics.com. Four and two would look pretty good. Uh, good luck on Tuesday. Appreciate it, Ted. Thanks, man.